This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. I am one of your hosts, Shelby Croft, and with me, as always, is Megan Harshbarger. Hello, everyone. Thanks for coming back. We do appreciate um, all of you tuning in to listen to us chat, chat, chat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today, we are going to talk about grapes, and that's, I feel like we're talking about grapes quite a bit, but I don't mind at all. What do you think, Shelby? You know what? You can never talk talk about grapes and wine too much. It's one of our favorite <laughs> subjects and we we are excited to uh, revisit this again but just in a in a little bit uh, different twist this week. Yes, absolutely. We have uh, a returning guest, Christy. I feel like we <laughs> we do have you on quite a bit whenever we talk grapes. Um Christy is the executive director of the Ohio Grape Industries Committee. So welcome back, Christy. Thanks. And sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background, but it's just going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also have Bill Holden with us. Um, Bill Holden is with Buccia Vineyard, and that's in way, way northeast Ohio, where my family is, um, near Conneaut. So, Bill, thank you for joining us uh, and talking vineyards and grapes today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I am. I'm very glad to be part of the program. You know, I'd heard about the program for um, a couple of years, and so I kind of had my um, eye on it, and then last year when um, Christy announced that um, they were going to start accepting applications again, um, I had uh, acquired an additional four acres of land. I have a very small uh, vineyard and only had about three acres planted and I was looking to expand. So the timing was really um, just right for me. So got our stuff together and submitted it. And fortunately, we got going and got going quickly. That's great. And I, you know, I think this is something we don't really think about, you know, we're not in California, we don't see vineyards everywhere, but, you know, it's, it is really important to have grapes grown here. Um, Bill, why don't you kind of talk to us a little bit about the balance between getting grapes from other places and growing them here for, for all the growers in Ohio? So we are actually, we have a specific uh, uh, subject to talk about today, the Vineyard Expansion Assistance Program. And uh, Christy, why don't, why don't you just start off and I- explain what that is? So the Vineyard Expansion Assistance Program, or VEEP, as we refer to it internally, is a program that allows our anyone who's interested in actually growing grapes in the state of Ohio, that could be table grapes or wine grapes, Um, in providing an application. It's a competitive grant program where they can receive up to $3,000 per acre for a total of three acres or $9,000 to plant vines. Um, And it covers the cost of the vines only. But with that, they also undergo a pre-planting and a post-planting site evaluation so that we're providing assistance from our OSU or Ohio State Viticulture Specialist and making sure that where these grapes are being planted are ideal locations and that our growers are going to be successful because it does take three to five years to receive that first harvest of grapes and to actually take them to market. And you do do see a variety of different business models across the state. Sure. I got my stuff together with some help from uh, some other local growers 
and the folks in the vineyard um, extension program, uh, both here in Kingsville as well as um, down in Worcester. And I really love, but in the meantime, I'd source fruit from local Ohio growers. Um, it's not necessarily the most um, cost effective or it's not the, the, you know, the potential of grapes and wine in this state and um, particularly up here where, where we're at, which is, which is why I'm here close to Lake Erie and close to the Conneaut Creek. Um, so my goal since I bought the winery in, in 2018 was to move towards um, a state-grown fruit. Um, the vineyard that I uh, purchased had a mixture of French-American hybrids and some native Labrusca grapes. And so I, I knew I wanted to um, make vinifera wine and offer customers vinifera wines from the start. And, um, you know, so my plan was to was to to plant vinifera vines. It's a slow grow, but she'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a short game, that's for sure. Right, right. Um, Christy, talk about, you know, some of the feedback you might get from from recipients. How does this help them, um, you know, in, in progressing their journey with, with a vineyard? So this opportunity allows some individuals who maybe are kind of on the fence, um, not sure if they are ready to take that dive into growing grapes, or it might allow someone who has acreage and kind of a production agriculture background to be able to put that to use and grow grapes for our winemakers. Um, Bill's, I don't want to say unique, but somewhat unique in that he is actually growing grapes and making wine from those grapes. We have two thirds of our fruit and juice in Ohio is sourced from outside of the state for our 365 wine manufacturers. So really to be able to put more grapes in the ground, whether it's the actual winery who's growing those grapes, or it could be another grower, a contract grower who's growing those grapes for them. Uh, we feel that it's it's our responsibility to help consumers understand from ground to glass what Ohio wines and Ohio grapes have to offer to them. But we also know there's a place for everyone in Ohio. So whether they're using Ohio grown fruit or fruit sourced from outside of the state, we're supportive. Um, so we do have a second round of this vineyard expansion assistance program right now where applications can be submitted through the end of day, July 16th. So if anyone's interested in getting the application, I believe it's on the website, both for ODA and OGIC, or they can actually email me as well. Least expensive way to source fruit. Um, you know, some of that is scale. Some of that is the challenges of growing in, in our climate. Um, but I was committed to Ohio grapes. And so I, um, I formed a, uh, relationships with other local growers. And I've been sourcing that fruit and will continue to until um, these vines that I just planted start producing, hopefully in uh, 2024, 2025, where we'll be able to take a full crop from them. All right. Bill, I'm just curious. You, you told us just a bit ago that uh, you've been doing this about four years. You bought the, um, the vineyard about four years ago. What inspired you to get involved? I mean, we're talking about this being such a long game. Uh, what inspired you? Continued my education and started working down there and in um, communications. And um, after 35 years, I hit kind of the magic um, 55 number and I had uh, developed an, uh, an affinity and appreciation for wine. Well, it was, it was kind of a combination of things. I grew up 
um, in Northeast Ohio in Ashtabula County. And um, I left here after high school in the early 80s, headed south. And every time I would come back to visit my family, I would visit all the local wineries. And I just thought it was uh, kind of amazing seeing the transformation up here uh, of this area turning into really a wine tourism region and, um, you know, across other parts of the states as well. So one of the places that I always made sure I visited was Marco Vineyard. Um, Arnie Esther was one of the pioneers, started planting vinifera up here in 1968, I believe it was, when Everybody said you couldn't grow those grapes here. And so um, I would visit with Arnie for uh, as long as he would uh, allow me to hang out and visit. And um, and my family's all still here. Um, my parents are here. My siblings are here. And so um, I decided if I was going to jump into the wine business, which I've been kind of thinking about and planning about, uh, for for about 15 years, that I wanted to do it back here um, in Northeast Ohio. So this place uh, I found, uh, Buccia Vineyard, was for sale, and um, it just seemed like everything kind of kind of came together. So um, here I am uh, four years later. So, Bill, what you're telling us is for Megs, Katie, and myself, when we retire comms, we have a business venture ahead of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you will never run out of things to do if you jump into the grape and wine business. You'll never be bored. So. I, I could only hope that's in the cards for style. I love exactly. it. <laughs> um, anything else that we need to do? We want to talk about the dock. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, Christy, uh, we do have a documentary, or is the doc? Yeah, it's a documentary coming out about um, ODA or not ODA, but Ohio's vineyards. Is this yes. correct? So we do have a, a what I would call a mini documentary that's going to debut on July 17th. And Buccia Vineyard is one of our four locations across the state where you're going to be able to go out and visit and actually see the documentary, I guess, air in person for the first time. Um, so it will follow Gideon Owen Wine Company up in Fort Clinton, who is also one of our vineyard expansion members, and what it takes to kind of grow grapes and the commitment that our growers like Bill and Quentin up at um, Gideon Owen are doing to increase grape acreage across the state and to also save that prime kind of farmland um, as we're seeing urban encroachment as you know all of agriculture kind of sees but especially our wineries up along the lake um, that's that's prime tourism and travel locations as well so for them to be able to dedicate that land into growing grapes is really important so we're going to follow that story of where Ohio has been where we are now and where we'd like to be kind of in the future so we would invite everybody to come out to Buccia Vineyard and we'll also post the other three locations later this week where they can see the documentary and if they're not able to join us live in person and seeing that we'll also be sharing it um shortly after that time on social media for everyone to see too. Well, that sounds like a great afternoon or evening. Now, Bill, why don't you tell us what you have planned? Well, um, we're going we're gonna to have a big screen and um, gather folks together and um, watch this documentary together. Um, we'll have live music before the documentary. Um, and then, of course, some, some food and wine available um, to join while we're all uh, watching it together. Sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. 
Awesome. Well, thank you both uh, for being on with us and talking about the grant and how it's benefited. Of course, you can still, Christy is still receiving applications till the 16th. Is that right, Christy? That's correct. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Thank you guys so much. We always, uh, Christy, always enjoy having you on, always enjoy talking wine. Bill, it was great to have uh, you here as well with us this week. It was thank my you. pleasure. Oh, that's me. I'm going to wrap it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, everybody, uh, for tuning in to this week's episode. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.